0: Uh hello? Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go.
1: Welcome,
2: welcome, welcome to not another nerdy podcast. Episode number 80, my name is Tom Van Zandt, I'm your host, and with me are my magical and my mental co-hosts, of course we have the official lawyer of Not Nation, ladies and gentlemen, mister T-wow. Did you just forget my name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy
3: shit. Wow, Tom! In my defense, wow. I've Bill been
2: Bill or right or
0: whatever the fuck your name
3: is.
2: In my in my defense, I've been drinking. So am I. <laughs>
0: We're gonna have a good after credits uh, episode this
2: week, <laughs> <laughs> this year. Oh, <sighs> Mister <Mr>. Chris, Cr- <laughs> sorry, hold on. <laughs> Let me regain my composure.
0: Uh, Mister Todd Chris, <laughs> this is. for Christopher.
1: Christopher. I
0: don't, I'm a little hurt.
3: <laughs> Holy shit, Tom. In the butt. What the fuck have you been drinking?
2: <laughs> Absinthe? I, I mean, I don't know. All right. All right. What have you
3: been smoking? That's a better question. No,
2: no, I, I'm a CDL truck driver, can't do that. Chewing. All right, here we go. You
3: you've you been taking your electric lettuce.
2: All right, ready? Mr. Christopher Todd Esquire,
3: are you sure?
2: <laughs> Hi, Tom. <laughs> yes, How I'm you doing sure. Tonight? I'm it's good. Fine, rainy New England. Good to have you, my friend. All winter my, evening. My, my my friend, my memorable friend. Good to have. Oh, you.
3: Oh, geez, thanks. No.
2: Good to have you here. Oh, and good to speak. And uh, D Rock could not be with us because he's. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. he he had some excuse what was it this week
3: he had another call yeah he had
2: something more important to do so but we calling a friend but not nation you you know where you stand with d-rock you know where his priorities are so but we're here and not only are we here but we have a very special guest with us one of my oldest friends ladies and gentlemen graphic artist extraordinaire mr aaron wood
1: greetings have Thanks you. for having me on the show. Yeah, good, to,
2: good to have you back with us, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's spend, good to be here. I, I almost that. A year. I do get called in for the uh, the Star Wars hot takes. So that's it. I enjoy this. I, I love it though. This is perfect. Well, you
2: this typically is- have contrarian views, and we like to hear those. We, you know, we don't always want it to be a Lucasfilm suck fest. You know, it's that's right. Sometimes we need to hear when Lucasfilm sucks, just plain sucks. So that's why we bring you in.
1: I will offer up the differing opinion on several things. Yes, But don't get me wrong. Ultimately, I enjoyed the episode.
2: Yeah, well, we'll get into it. But yeah, we we had you on here, uh, I believe it was almost a year ago, when we covered Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 1. Yes. And so I thought it would be appropriate to have you back on, because we just all saw Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's good to have you with us. Glad you could be with us.
1: Guess what, Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. talk. Here
0: comes the money. Money
2: And we have the men who brings the money. Mr. J
0: Money. Senior Bo, Chris Todd, Aaron Wood, D-Rock. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) I knew you'd come.
2: What's up, money?
0: Hey, what's going
2: on, man? Hey, man, we're doing all right. This is like the second episode we've recorded within a month. We're on a roll now.
0: Love it,
2: love it, love it. Yeah, maybe Joey that can.
3: gonna know what to do with all this. Yeah,
2: Joe. Maybe Joey can stop mocking us on uh, social media.
0: It's okay as long as he talks about us.
2: That's true. That's a good point. It's free publicity. Keep it. Keep yeah. keep. All
0: publicity is good
3: publicity. <laughs> That's it.
2: There's no such thing as bad publicity. You're right. Hell yeah. Well, money, it's been a while, but why don't you update Not Nation on our social media? Because, you know, now that Mandalorian's back out there, I'm sure there'll be a ton of Baby Yoda memes posted on the Facebook page. Let everyone know how they can find out all about Not Another Nerdy Podcast on social media.
0: Facebook.com backslash not Podcast One. Instagram and Twitter, NotPodcastOne, Podcast One. And, of course, TikTok at J Money, N-A-N-P.
1: You are so money, and you don't even know it.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. TikTok? We have a TikTok
1: account?
0: I mean, TikTok's really the only thing that matters these days, so. <laughs> yeah, all the kids are doing
2: it. Yeah. At least until Trump bans it. Isn't he trying to ban TikTok?
1: No, they got bought out. Yeah, he wanted an American company to buy him or something, so, yeah.
2: And that happened? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah.
1: So, so now the Chinese spies are working
3: for Microsoft.
2: well eventually we'll all be working for microsoft bill gates is going to own the world isn't he Uh, i
0: think tiktok is going to own the world
2: yeah all right well thank you for that update money i it's nice to know we have a tiktok so are you are you regularly updating tiktok
0: well my niece is
2: so is twitter no longer a thing
0: uh, Twitter is not a thing anymore. I don't care about Twitter anymore.
2: <laughs> but
0: so, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back a second here. Okay.
3: So, your niece is in charge of our TikTok account?
0: Basically, yes.
3: <laughs> I
2: love it. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I'm sure you know.
1: Like, she's like 11, right? She is 11. What trends is she posting? You know, Everything you can think of.
2: Mm, that's great. Man. Oh, my goodness.
1: This might be the most 2020 <laughs> thing ever.
2: A might bunch be. of
3: 47-year-old guys have their social media account run by an 11-year-old girl.
0: <laughs> sure, why not? I'm She'll sure. probably have a million viewers before we ever do.
2: I'm sure well, De- She should
0: be getting us a million viewers.
2: That's what he means. Yes. I'm sure Derek is going to love to hear about this.
0: Oh,
3: yeah, he he's, loves TikTok.
2: He's not, well, no, the fact that your niece is running it, he's going to love that. Oh, I that. know, I know. That's not going to aggravate him at all.
0: Oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> Nothing aggravates him ever.
2: Never. No, never. Nah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well.
3: Hey, we're, we're paying her the standard rate we pay all of our social media managers,
0: right, money? I've already got merch for her, so.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Yeah, we 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 pay them in fridge magnets and yep. coffee coasters.
0: Hey, those coffee mugs are nice. <laughs> they are.
2: I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. I never got one.
0: Well, you need to stop by, Tom. I have them in stock in the inventory.
2: I'm I'm the host of the show. I've never gotten any. Not another nerdy podcast swag. Figure that out. <laughs> really? Chris? Yeah. I mean, shit. Even when when I was with So Wizard, I would at least get some shit. You know.
0: I even give my father a coffee mug. D- get mark.
2: some stickers or something, you know.
0: I got coffee mugs, stickers, magnets, wood uh, plaques. I,
2: I, I don't get anything out of this gig. This
0: I have uh, reusable shopping bags.
2: <laughs> what?
0: I've got what? everything, from.
2: <laughs> we have not another nerdy podcast, reusable shopping bags.
0: Yeah, I have one uh, right here. <laughs> you
1: never know when you have to go shopping and pimp the podcast. You know
2: that's it.
0: Oh,
1: hey, I have, hey, have
3: one for work. Hey, money! When you go through all of our merchandise, can you yep. do it in Yogurt's voice from Spaceballs, please? <laughs> no, <laughs> not another nerdy podcast. The coffee mug. Not another nerdy podcast. The shopping bag. Not another nerdy podcast. The flamethrower. I have a face mask.
2: <laughs> I saw Mark Reagan's rocking a so wizard face mask and i thought that was kind of funny so of course you do of course yeah. you do
0: flame why, why wouldn't i why wouldn't you yeah exactly so i have a face mask
2: hey if you gotta wear a face mask you might as well make it a promotional device and
0: yeah and i gotta wear one eight hours a day so
2: yeah right
0: you know i mean they'll probably write me up at work like, oh whoops oops, oops.
2: <laughs> don't, talk about that. don't talk about work no all right. Well, Aaron Wood, before we get into the topic of discussion, let's let's give you a chance to update us on all things Just One Scarf. Tell us all about what you're working on, where we can find all of your creative genius, and so on and so forth.
1: Well, uh, my Etsy shop is currently down due to COVID-related concerns, but have no fear, I just opened a Teespring shop. And you can find all sorts of mugs and stickers and T-shirts on Teespring. What and about,
2: what about personalized scarf. shopping bags? You got those? The, re- the uh, Shopping bags?
1: You know, I did see That's them, the hottest but accessory I, right now. I did not enable that for my artwork, but I should. With one easy click, I could go in and turn on shopping bags. There you go. <laughs>
2: Usually it takes me two fingers to turn on a shopping bag.
1: Oh, <laughs> two. Damn uh but yeah that's where you find me now i'm on teespring as just one scarf j-u-s-t-o-n-e-s-c-a-r-f awesome
2: teespring
1: Yep, that's t-e-e spring teespring
2: wow man i am out of the loop man i i haven't heard any of these new things that you guys are talking about
1: these new fang dangled things
2: you crazy kids in your social media platforms and your teesprings That's right. I'll remain blissfully ignorant. I'm good. All right. Well, Christopher Todd, what's up with you? What's new? Hello.
1: And he's gone.
2: (laughs) He was here. Now he's not here. Did you mute yourself by accident, Chris? Is that what happened?
1: Who could figure out Skype
0: these days? (laughs) Just making more editing for Tom.
2: That's what they do.
0: Son of a bitch. I think he's gone. I don't see him on my thing.
2: So, speak, speaking of editing, last episode, <laughs> episode 79, I dropped and I did the least amount of editing I've ever done. Like, I literally threw the music on, the intro and the outro, and I uh, shortened it up a little bit, cutting out some of the long pauses in between conversation. But other than that, I really didn't edit very much. And I have to say, it didn't come out. As terribly as I expected. It wasn't the train wreck I expected it to be. What was what was your take on it, Money? What would you think?
0: I thought it was great. I didn't have any problem with it at all.
2: And the general consensus from all the knotheads?
0: Nobody's complained at all. Huh. No, everybody seemed to like it.
2: Can't hear you, Chris. I see you. I see your video there, but you <laughs> are... <laughs> I mean, if you want to just write down your comments, <laughs> and I'll read them since I can see you on video... That's a nice. It's a nice picture of your desk corner. It's a nice picture of your <laughs> face. Right now, we can see Chris Todd on Skype, but we cannot hear him, ladies and gentlemen. In case you're wondering what's going on, yeah, shake your. That's right, shake your phone around. That'll that'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to remove you from? I'll remove you from the call and re-add you. You want me to try that? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try that. All right. I look at, Tom Van Ziet kicked out Christopher Todd from the call <laughs> Boy, boy so Skype is really harsh In their description
0: Should we use Zoom?
2: Uh, no, no we should not I'm going to try to add him back
0: Where's DRock?
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> can you hear me now?
2: Now we can hear you There we go You're back
3: Okay, I don't know what happened there. Minor technical glitch. Sorry
2: about that, everybody. It's all good. The important thing is you're back. Yeah, D Rock had better things to do, apparently, so he's not with us. But, you know, I know Not Nation is shocked to hear that. Well, D Rock was here last episode, so he's good for about six months, right? Every he was, six he months, kind of so. here. Yeah, right. He was at Target. Yeah, he was shopping
0: in the automotive department. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Uh that
3: was great.
2: The things I deal with.
3: Real man-in-the-street man reporting, right?
2: Literally. Man-in-Aisle-7 reporting. Okay. Well, but first of all, I hope everyone had a happy Halloween. Because Halloween was just More a couple... Days. It was a few days ago. Well, my kids had Halloween. We had Halloween in Southwick. They went trick-or-treating. I know some towns opted not to do it, but... Honestly, there was a safe and responsible way to go about it, and that's what we did in Southwick. So, I don't know. Maybe the rest of the world needs to take a page of Southwick's book and uh, follow our lead because we had a successful trick-or-treating outing, and nobody got hurt. So
3: Yeah, I think Springfield banned it completely because I didn't see any kids walking around the little bit that I was out after dark.
2: Yes, Springfield, Massachusetts, USA Earth did ban it, and so did Agawam, Massachusetts, USA Earth. A lot of surrounding towns. Westfield, I believe, banned it last minute. Southwick, uh, well, I don't know. I guess they just assumed we could be responsible about it, and we were. I saw everybody going out. They all had their masks on, not just their Halloween masks. You know, the parents were wearing their regular face masks, their COVID masks, and Everybody socially distanced, and you went up to the door, and other people waited at the street and respected the distancing and waited until, you know, the kids that were up at the door came down, and then they sent their kids up, and uh, most of the people pre-bagged their candy in little Ziploc bags. Um, (laughs) You laugh, but... That's what I did. No,
3: I mean, that's a good way of doing it. I was.
2: I wore I was gloves. The I put it, it, it. I put like my course. candy in Ziploc bags, and I left it out on the ta- on the table outside in front of our house. And most people did that. And then the ones that didn't were wearing gloves, and handed you know individually dropped it into the bag, didn't hand it directly to the kid. And when we got home, we took the candy out of the bag, and let it sit out for 24 hours. Like the kids had a few pieces, but I mean, for the most part, they're not going to touch any of that candy, you know, till this week. And by then, you know, the virus, if it was on the wrapper, hey, it'll be gone.
0: Hey, Jason, hi. Hey, we're actually uh, recording the podcast right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I can't talk. Who's that? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a call in a little while. Okay? Is, that, <laughs>
2: is that Daddy Money?
0: Uh, yeah, that's my dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, you want to shout out on the podcast?
1: Hey has gone.
2: I think you hung up already. I don't blame him. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I want nothing to do with your nonsense. Okay. But yeah, so Halloween 2020, as, as much of a fuck up as 2020 has been, I would say Halloween was a success, at least for Southwick, Massachusetts, USA Earth, and uh, the Van Zandts. We had a good time. The kids got their candy, and they all looked cute in their little costumes. They
1: should I have had say- like a report. Go ahead. You know, what they
3: should have done is done it like a reverse Mardi Gras parade. Instead of the floats moving by, the houses are stationary and the kids are moving by, and he just chucked candy at them.
2: Right. Like with a cannon? Candy,
3: yeah. Candy. Potato gun full of candy? Why not? <laughs> yeah,
2: there you go. I like like it. Buckshot. Exactly. <laughs> Skittles. Buckshot yeah. of Skittles. Just shoot Skittles, loose Skittles at people.
3: <laughs> you, want uh, a, you want a toilet paper in my house? Taste
1: the motherfucking rainbow. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Uh, my friends in Virginia had the best setup, though. They had a second-story window and tied a rope or a string from the window to a tree mm-hmm. down in the yard. And they had a ghost that would deliver the candy to people. They Kids would stand by the tree. <laughs> I think they rang a bell or something. Ghost would come all the way down with a little candy bucket. and the zipline. line. Candy. Yeah. That's, and then they would pull it back up. It, it was amazing. You
2: know what? That's, that would be something fun to do normally, even if it wasn't COVID. But that's very creative. Hell yeah. That's yeah. a good way to get around having to be near the kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was fun.
2: That is fun. So, yeah. Everybody's uh, everybody's Halloween was pretty decent around here. And hopefully all of you out there had a good Halloween hey, maybe this uh, spike will die down and we can all actually enjoy Thanksgiving because that's the next big one coming up. So that'd be nice. Yeah, right. Well, we'll see. So, yeah, uh, something wonderful happened the day before Halloween. In case anyone didn't know, Disney Plus dropped the very first episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. And, of course, everybody hopefully has seen it by now because we are going to go full spoilers in our discussion of it. And I'm going to go around the room. I just want your general impressions, positive or negative. We're going to get specific so you don't have to right now. But we'll start with our guest, Mr. Aaron Wood. We know you had your problems with season one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everybody knows that. What did you think of the first episode of The Mandalorian season two?
1: It was a solid episode. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good return to form for the series. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah.
2: All right. And how about you, Christopher Todd?
3: I loved it. I thought they picked up, not chronologically right where the last season ended, but thematically, I think they did a great job of keeping up the, the pacing and the storytelling from where it ended last season. I was I was pretty happy with it.
2: Now, when you say it didn't pick up chronologically, what what do you mean by that? Because it seemed like it took place right after where we left off. Did I miss something? Yeah, not
3: immediately right after.
2: Right, but I would say not too far after.
3: No, no, it's it's you're pretty close, but it's it's not like it. You know, the last season. It ended, wasn't. It, it wasn't in
2: real time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the last season ended what last January or early or late December, and this did not. It wasn't like an eight-month period in between, so yeah. What about you, Money? What'd you think?
0: I loved it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: he paused for so much enthusiasm, ladies and gentlemen. No, it
0: was it was freaking awesome. I loved it. Loved it. Like, I'm watching it again right now, actually.
2: <laughs> I watched it twice so far. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm on my second time. I loved it. It was it was freaking awesome. My favorite Star Wars. I would said it uh, last season and I said it again, my favorite Star Wars.
2: All right, fair enough. I uh I was very happy with it. I obviously had some issues, which we'll get into, but I think overall Jean Favreau just knows how to make a Star Wars fan happy, doesn't he? He just knows. He's like
0: it's like he's us.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of like if we were making our own Star Wars show. Yeah, he's right. he's definitely right. a, a fanboy who has been given the keys, and he's taking full advantage of the fact. And he's definitely paying a lot of homage and a lot of there's a lot of nods in there. I dare say there may be too many, maybe a little heavy handed at times, but they're I enjoyable. Disagree. They're enjoyable. Uh, you disagree?
3: I mean, I think there's a few. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's like slappy in the face obvious. You know, fan service awkwardly thrown in nods like they tried to do in all of the the sequel movies, where it just didn't fit. I think that when they throw them in here, it still works with the story.
2: Really? Yeah. So you didn't think R five D four showing up was fan service thrown in your face?
1: That was amazing fan service.
2: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay, all right, we'll we'll talk
1: about this. How many
3: fucking people live on Tatooine? There's only going to be so many droids in that backwater
1: hellhole. I guess. Population 172. Exactly.
2: Well, and R5 did make an appearance in last season. He was in the cantina when Mando went to Tatooine the first time. So, I guess, you know, for continuity purposes, you would expect you'd see him again. I just, I I don't know. I thought it was a little heavy-handed that he happened to be working for that mechanic lady. But, you know, that's fine. Um, I know
3: it's weird that an astromech droid would be working for a mechanic. That's just unthinkable.
2: (laughs) That particular astromech, yes. Yes. I'm just saying, I, I... It works. I'm not saying it's out of place and it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying it's a little heavy-handed that it happened to be that particular droid. That's all. It's fine. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing him. It was nice seeing him do something.
3: I'll tell you what I was more worried about was them playing too much on the child or baby Yoda.
2: Right.
0: You
3: just hammering baby Yoda over her head because yeah, that was he, obviously the breakout
2: character. In this particular episode, he was more of an accessory. He was just, he was like the Mando's gun strapped <laughs> strapped in yeah, his holster. He was,
3: actually, he was actually kind of comic relief in a few spots.
2: Yeah. More yeah. than anything else. Yeah. He was, uh, he was just there to kind of view what was going on. He was a, he was a, uh, he was like us. He was just seeing what was happening, and he didn't. Yeah,
0: he 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 went into the flower pot. That was, <laughs> yeah, that, that was the, the the spittoon. The that show. wasn't a flower pot, money, <laughs> or whatever it was.
3: He it was a spittoon. Pot. Like Aaron just said, that's what was so funny about it. Is he's hiding in a bucket of spit.
2: Right.
0: Oh, I didn't. I didn't get that. I thought it just was a flower pot. <laughs>
1: You know, all bars have, you know, flower pots sitting around You know, I
0: thought that was really funny
2: All right, so let's uh, let's take it from the top So we open up, Mando is searching for other Mandalorians Because he thinks that by following the Mandalorians He will learn where the Jedi are located Hi guys (laughs) You want to say hi, Livy? Ooh, that was loud. Ooh. <laughs> hi, Levy. Who hi. is uh? Who's your
0: favorite hi. TikToker? <laughs> they're, they're, not, I... they're,
2: they're not. They're not. Zach.
3: Oh, Halloween candy.
2: Yeah, they're all hyped up on, hopped up on no, Halloween no, no, candy. No,
1: no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Wow, that kid is hopped up on something. <laughs> Who's Blue, your oldest?
2: Blue Milk. Uh my oldest is, is the one in into TikTok. They don't oh,
0: she's not there. Go ahead.
2: No. Uh,
0: I wanted to talk to her about TikTok.
2: No, we don't want to talk to her right now. <laughs> not about and not about TikTok. Oh no, Bummer. Uh, she loves uh Charlie D'Amelio, whoever that is.
0: That's the yeah, it's a top girl. She's got like a hundred billion
2: followers. Well there you go. There's your oh, answer. Jesus. Okay. I'm a sunray. All right. Hold on. I'm going to have to move this setup. Uh, well, we started late cuz Christopher Todd couldn't get his shit together. Who's Christopher Todd? Who is that? That's <laughs> uh, a good question, Olivia. I, I actually forgot I actually forgot who he was too when I tried
1: to when I tried to
2: introduce him I forgot who he
1: was too. So don't feel bad. The real question is, who isn't Christopher Todd? That's
2: right. Aren't we all? Isn't there a little Christopher Todd in all of us? I think so. Who isn't uh, Charlie D'Amelio? <laughs> she, she got her. She a got freaking She got a friggin' yeah. iced coffee named after her, for God's sake, at Dunkin' Donuts. Damn. Oh yeah, Gabby's here now. Here we go. Here we go. Money wants to know who your favorite TikToker is. Charlie D'Amelio. See?
0: Tell her I like Addison Ray.
2: Money likes Addison Ray, whoever that is.
3: I swear to God, Money's an 11-year-old girl, too.
2: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Tell her, tell her my niece loves um, Zoe Laverne.
2: Money's niece loves Zoe Laverne, whoever that is. She used to be her favorite, but now it's the other one she mentioned. Oh, see, so it's not a Zona
0: anymore? Kids are so fickle, you know. They
2: sure are. All she's right.
0: a she's a Duncan now. All
2: what right. The
0: hell, are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know.
1: So yes. disappointed. forty-year-old men talking about kids TikTok. All I right. only
2: wish I was forty. <laughs> forty. I'm heart.
1: hearing a
3: bunch of English words being strung together, but I don't know what they all mean in this particular order. So
2: that's right. All right, uh, where so did? It, all know? right, let's hold on. Let's get back. So Mando. He's uh, trying to find other Mandalorians so that they will lead him to the Jedi, and he can return the child to his like kind. I'm recording. Okay. Cool. Thank you. I'll take a month to edit this. I know. Go, but go to. Please. Please go in your room. Uh, Where the hell was I?
3: Okay, so the Mandalorian is looking for other Mandalorians so he can find the Jedi so he can return the child to the Jedi.
2: That's right, and although he
3: doesn't, although he doesn't seem to know that the Jedi are all races and species, not just the same race as the child. Well, that's species.
2: So here's this. This is one of the things that I find interesting about this post-Return of the Jedi Star Wars universe. It seems like the Empire, and specifically the Emperor, did his best to wipe the knowledge of the Jedi from, like, the history books, if you would say. I mean, or, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of the galaxy is aware of the Jedi's existence, which I find odd, since the Jedi were, like, the policemen of the universe for so many thousands of years.
3: Thousand generations.
2: So... That's one thing that I find interesting about this current timeline in the Star Wars universe that we're playing in, because it takes place, what, about five years after the events of Return of the Jedi?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
2: So you would think that Jedi would still be known. And I find it odd that they're not. And Mando is kind of, he, he seemed really ignorant of them when the, what, it, what, it, what is she called? The one who forged his armor.
1: The artificer.
2: Yes, when she created his Beskar armor for him and told him about the Jedi, would she call them wizards? When she she said something, yeah, space wizards or something, sorcerers. I, I think she. Magicians. I think she called them sorcerers, but yeah. anyway, it, I just I found that odd. Does anyone else think that's odd that Jedi are kind of like a myth?
0: Oh, oh yeah, concerning, concerning that he knows so much else about the rest of the galaxy.
2: Right. I mean, he should know that at some point the Mandalorians worked for the Sith. I mean, they were under right, Darth right. Maul's. They were Well,
3: also, Tom, think about this. So, this is 5 years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Basically, the Empire lasted about 26-27 years. Is about the about where we can figure it. Mm-hmm. So, this is 32-33 years after the purge that killed all the Jedi. Right. The Mandalorian seems to be at least that old, if not older. And at last season, they were shown that his family was killed by battle droids, which means that they were killed during the Clone Wars, and he was, you know, five six years old. He probably should have known about the Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah. So because completely foreign to them, that seems. I I'm glad you brought this up because this has been my biggest problem since it was brought up last season. That it 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 seems like there you. For a group of people, an organization that lasted for a thousand generations to be completely wiped out in less than three decades, their, their memory completely wiped out of an entire universe seems rather implausible.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Especially since he already would have been old enough to know about them. I could see if he was like 12 years old and wouldn't have known, you know, maybe it's not taught in school or whatever, but. But yeah, th- he was old enough to remember all this, like you said, so that's a little implausible.
2: Well, and too. the other issue, too, is he was a bounty hunter, or he is a bounty hunter. And all the years that he's been hunting, he hasn't come across all these different characters and, and different races of aliens, and nobody has ever mentioned Jedi before now. I mean, you would, yeah. think, you would think they would talk about the legends of the Jedi. You would think they'd be talking about Luke Skywalker at this point because he's responsible— for the destruction of the second Death Star, right? Yeah. You know, I mean... Good point. So, and everyone knows Luke Skywalker is a Jedi, and at this point in the timeline, he would be trying to create his Jedi Academy to teach future generations of Jedi. So, it seems to me that word would get around the galaxy that that was happening. And the Mando traveling all over the galaxy would have heard about that.
3: See, I think I know what happened after the Jedi fell, the Emperor went around and took down all the statues of the Jedi in all of the Southern Universal Cities, which erased their history, and people completely forgot about them.
2: Uh, he took down all the Christopher Columbus statues, too?
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They took down all the Obi-Wan and all the Yoda and all the ancient Jedi statues, and that just erased history. That's what happens when you take down a statue.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, and and not for nothing, but you know, Yoda, or excuse me, the child looks exactly like Yoda. Well, Yoda was the head of the Jedi Council. And up until, like you said, 30 years ago, Yoda was pretty prominent and everybody knew who he was. And they may not have known what he was. You know, it's, it's an undisclosed race. But nobody has recognized the fact that this child looks like Yoda from 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, that, that is a little interesting to me too i mean we're talking a whole galaxy in size of it's interesting because there, there's giant galactic spanning consequences from the empire falling and these outer rim worlds like Tatooine and stuff i mean it clearly they show the fall of the emperor being celebrated on Tatooine, right and that's my point um, if there's transmissions
2: yeah. everywhere of the death star exploding and everything you know with the empire mm-hmm. falling wouldn't it yeah. stand to reason that before the empire when the jedi were the ones you know keeping mm-hmm. order and peace in the galaxy across the whole galaxy that everyone yeah. would be aware of who was in the jedi council i mean i've yeah. never met the president but i know who the president is you know what i'm saying like and and yeah. and he's always on tv and i would think at some point there was transmissions from the jedi and i got to think maybe people saw yoda and I don't know. It, a lot of it isn't making sense to me. But maybe I'm being too nitpicky in this. I just... So that's a discussion probably for another time. But getting back to the fact that he's trying to find these ancient sorcerers, the Jedi, so that he can return the child to them. And obviously, spoiler alert, I'm going to assume that this is what's going to cause us to find Ahsoka because she's in this season and she's obviously one of the last Jedi, you know, other than Luke Skywalker. But I think it would be awesome if they made a mention of Luke Skywalker. Like, maybe he doesn't obviously show up, but if they mentioned him as someone that he could bring the baby to... He
0: might show up. There's been rumors.
2: That would be interesting if they managed to pull that off. Mm -hmm. But they're definitely going to have Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka. So... she's probably the Jedi that he's ultimately going to return the child to. And that's great. So we see that coming. So he goes to this planet and he goes to this underground fighting ring and sees the guy with the one eye from the cantina in the original star Wars. It looked like the same guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same race. Yeah. So, and, and that guy tries to betray him to steal his best scar because apparently everyone knows how dangerous Mandalorians are except for this one guy. <laughs> you know, he decides he's going yeah. <laughs> to fucking pick a fight with the, with the Mandalorian, even well, though you
3: having six guards was plenty.
2: Yeah. Right. Think again, buddy. <laughs> well, here's the thing that boggles my mind about that as well. Obviously Mando's exploits are being talked about throughout the galaxy. Everyone knew he had the child in his possession. Everyone knew he he made the comment, you know, when Mandalorian said to him, where I go, he goes, referring to the child, the guy said, so I've heard, you know, so obviously they know what's transpired in season one, the events of season one. Okay, so you know, the guy took on the Imperials and all those stormtroopers and came out of it alive with the asset. You really think six guards are gonna <laughs> are gonna take him and get you the best <laughs> car? I mean, come on, guy. So uh, he deserved to be hung by his legs and fed to whatever those fucking things were in the dark because <laughs> that was pretty that was pretty awesome. You will not die by my hand. <laughs> and then he, yeah, I
1: didn't see that coming though. With the weird things that were all around them in the dark that yeah. didn't attack anyway, right. but <laughs> I guess the the light was keeping them away. That's it. They,
2: they were afraid of the them. light. And as uh, soon as he shot out the light, they, they came out and, yeah, uh, nice nice snack hanging, for, hanging there for him. Hashtag so, snack time. So the guy steers him to Tatooine. So here we go. We're going back to Tatooine. Now, here's where the fan service is going to come at you and hit you with both barrels now. So I get all the fan service in season one. It was kind of necessary to establish the universe and make you feel comfortable with it and make it feel like Star Wars. Aaron, did we really need to return to Tatooine in the first episode of season two?
1: I, I found it a little odd that they were going back that soon. You know, so much is tied around Tatooine that it just feels just a little bit redundant to go back again. Not that I mind it, because it's nice to see some other lore associated with Tatooine, but still, it's a little too soon. I could see that happening at the end of the season. Right. You know, he goes all around and they're like, oh, yeah, go back to tattooing. It's like, Jesus, I just went everywhere else. <laughs> so that was a little bit interesting. And it makes me wonder where else they're going to go. I mean, I've seen the trailer and I've seen some of the other worlds, but still, like, how is this going to branch off? You know?
2: Yeah. Where is he going to run into Sabine Wren? Because obviously at some point she shows up as well.
1: Oh, that's true. Well, are we? is Sabine in this season? Yep. I, I know the Ahsoka is. I didn't know Sabine yeah. was. Yeah, well, she yeah, was cause... in the trailer, actually. Oh, I'm, I must have missed that part.
0: Yeah, she's uh, the WB superstar uh, Sasha Banks.
1: Ah, nice, nice. Good to see. Well, that's good then. I, I love how they're tying it into Rebels more, because that, that series was pretty solid.
2: Well, I, I think it's great that they're doing a live-action Sabine and Ahsoka because it cements Clone Wars and Rebels into continuity. Yeah, and, and they like, really—at least for do me, that. yeah. Yeah. So I think that's great that they're doing that, and they and hopefully, you know, they're going to do it the right way, and—and and this story will make sense uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, so they go back to Tatooine. Now we see a familiar face when he gets to Tatooine. We see the mechanic chick that helped him out in last season. I—I'm sorry, I don't know her name offhand, but terrible
1: acting. That's A- her name.
2: Amy Sedaris, is that the name of the actress?
1: Yeah, that's Amy Sedaris.
2: So she's back with her frizzy hair doing her thing. She's got the little pod mechanic. Pit-roids. Yeah, pit-roids, pitroids, right? And R5-D4 is now working for her as well. So that was good. They showed all them. And he's looking for Moss Pelgo is the name of the town. So we know there's a Moss Eisley, and we know there's a Moss Espa on Tatooine, and apparently there is a third one, Moss Pelgo, and no one knows where it is. It's off the grid. So she steers him that way, where she thinks it is, and he takes a speeder bike and he goes, gets there, and we see another familiar face. Now, do we think this is the same week way from Return of the Jedi, and he just got older, fatter, and became a bartender? He survived. The whole Jabba oh, sail barge incident, and because the I didn't
1: even pick up uh, on that, but that would be cool.
2: Well, he they they call them Weakway, so I don't know if that's the name of the race, and they're just that's all the they're yeah. just all called Weakway. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, so maybe he wasn't the same guy, and that would probably be a little too much if he was. <laughs> oh so,
0: yeah.
2: Although I guess if he survived Jabba, you know, it would stand to reason he, he never off. He never got off the planet. Yeah. Uh so he, just he
3: fell off the skiff and then barge blew up and he walked off of the desert, found a job in a mining camp. There Makes you sense go. To me. So I mean if you're a henchman for a gangster, working as a bartender seems like the logical next step.
2: True. Yeah. I
3: mean it's it's a lateral career move, really.
2: Yeah. So the Mando shows up and talks to Weakway and asks him if there's a Mandalorian there. And he says, You mean the Marshal? And we look, they pan over to the marshal, and who's standing in the doorway, Money? Boba Fett. That's right. Boba Fett standing in the doorway. What would you guys think when you saw that?
0: I knew it wasn't him.
2: Okay, but what was your initial
1: thought? This is awesome. Yeah, good, well played.
3: I I, know I was like, Fett's armor? All right, all right, I can see where we're going with this. Well, here's the so deal.
2: When, when, uh, when the guy told Mando that he'd find a Mandalorian on Tatooine, the first thing I thought was, well, the only Mandalorian we've ever seen on Tatooine is Boba Fett. And we all knew the rumors that Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit were out there. Obviously, in the in the EU, all of the EU novels and, and everything that took place before Disney bought up Lucasfilm, Boba Fett did, in fact, survive the Sarlacc pit, and there were stories about him. But when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they said, nah, all the EU shit is shit, and we're ignoring it, and none of it exists, and we're ignoring all of it. So we weren't sure if they were going to bring back Boba Fett or not, but obviously it seems according to this episode that Disney is in fact saying that Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc pit. And we don't know the story of how this character, how Boba lost his armor, but... We know how this character got his armor because we find that out. So, this guy is the Marshal, and he's played by Timothy Oliphant. And, uh, I'm a fan of Timothy Oliphant. I think he's a good actor. He's definitely good for this kind of a setting, like a Western type of deal, because he, he's in, uh, I think he's in a Deadwood. Western. Yeah, he's in Deadwood and Justified. Yeah, Justified. He's great, both boat shows. Right. So, this is not, uh, heavy lifting for him you know this is something this is a kind of scenario he's used to so he, although he,
3: Tom I will say one thing the best description you could give him in that armor is poorly fitting
2: yes well I think that was intended
3: oh my God, it's like he was wearing a child small yeah
2: I think that was yeah. intended right
3: when I, when I saw it I was like that's Boba Fett's armor but that can't be Boba Fett because that's about three sizes too small for yeah.
2: that guy. yeah yeah definitely did not fit him well <laughs> but that's because he wasn't a real Mandalorian, you know, Mandalorians well, know how to the wear their interesting shit.
3: Thing We're going to find out is if Boba Fett really is a Mandalorian or not.
2: Yes, indeed. So Marshall,
3: Mar- Jango Fett was a Mandalorian, right?
2: So the Marshall is wearing the Mandalorian armor of Boba Fett and Mando is pretty upset with that, isn't he?
1: Very. Yeah. He wants that back.
2: <laughs> that's his ancestral armor. You can't wear that. So yeah, they end up teaming up to kill a a crate dragon. Now here here's where we get into the fan service. Now we're going to see a crate dragon. We've seen the bones of a crate dragon many times. Now we're going to see an actual crate dragon, and we're going to team up with Tuscan Raiders to uh, kill that crate dragon. What'd you guys? what you think of all that?
1: Oh, that's where I had my biggest problem.
2: All right, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs>
1: okay, oh. here we here we go. Here we, here go. we go. Okay. So the crate dragon itself, I call it the crate potato, because it looked absolutely terrible. They did a horrific job on the crate dragon. You, you know, we've waited all this time to see what one of these things actually looks like, and they have been fleshed out in video games and books and all sorts of other references before this. And apparently, there were two types of crate dragons. There are canyon crate dragons, which look like big lizards. And then there's greater crate Dragons, which is what this is supposed to be, that apparently just looks like some sort of weird potato sticking out of the sand.
2: A giant worm.
1: Yeah, giant worm. You never see most of it or all of it, uh, which I thought was for budgetary reasons. And then my other problem is the initial plan that they had to lure this thing out of the cave. Like, I loved that the Tuscans and the humans had to work together. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a great subplot. But the or main plot, I should say. But the fact that the lone Tuscan brings this bantha to the cave and the Tuscans are like, oh, yeah, we do this all the time. You know, this this is how we feed the thing and keep it happy. And, and the, the stupid Tuscan does not know to, like, run 10 minutes before this thing comes out. <laughs> it, there's a certain side to the Mandalorian that I have the biggest problem with. It's the Looney Tunes aspect of it, you know, and I know that they are catering to kids and adults but, you know, I could. I saw that coming. Like, <laughs> just leave the thing and run well, and, and yell to it from a distance. I will but. say
2: this, Aaron. I, I agree with you that that was silly. And it was obviously yeah. for comic relief to have the yeah. thing eat the Tusken Raider <laughs> instead of the Bantha. But, yeah. but it definitely served its purpose because my six-year-old daughter was watching it with me this, when I watched it for the second viewing. Uh-huh. And she... <laughs> After the great dragon came out and ate the Tuscan Raider, she turned to me and she said, well it it did feed him <laughs> <laughs> So okay, I, that's that's I thought that was pretty pretty funny um, yeah. and uh, and she saw the irony and and <laughs> made a very funny comment afterwards. I, I was very amused by that. So yeah, I, I get it. you're right. it's kind of silly like and, and and the way the Tuscans yell, you don't need to stand that close to the cave to yell and and disturb someone because <laughs> those things are fucking obnoxious, and yeah. you, you know the way it echoes. You, he could have heard you, you know, half a mile away if you yelled at his cave. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I did love all the Tuskins in this though. They the Tuskins that were in episode three were they were they revenge they revenge of the Sith just weren't. I mean, it would. I felt that was more fan service. Than this, this was they were great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they served they,
2: their purpose within the story. Now, yeah. you brought up a good point, though. Anyone else find it odd that the Mandalorian just knew how to speak fluent in Tuscan? Mm. This uh, is the guy. He's well, been around the universe. Hold so on, though. Hold on. Now I'm going to call you out. I'm a writer, so I'm going to call you out on continuity here. He couldn't communicate with Jawas. He needed Kueel. To tell him how to talk to Jawas Okay so as Worldly as he is He can barely communicate with Jawas But he knows fluent Tuscan
3: It's not fucking C-3PO He doesn't have six million Forms of communication He just happens to speak Tuscan Or just enough to get by Maybe he's just conversational in Tuscan
2: I don't know he seemed pretty good at it
3: It's, a sound language. it's grunts for God's sake <laughs>
2: Uh, exactly. All the more reason why I would think that's a more complicated language than Jawa. I mean, shit, I can speak Jawa. Utini! Come on.
1: <laughs>
2: you agree yeah, with I, me here? They
1: did a great job on all the audio stuff for the Tuscans, though, in this episode. They did. There was just enough callback to the initial, you know, like New Hope stuff, mm-hmm. and then enough to just flesh all that out. I mean, you knew. Oh, I want to hear this cue now. You know, I want to hear them do this. Like when they're going to cheer, you knew what was going to, how knew, they were going to say Yeah, sound. They were
2: going to throw their gaffy sticks in the air and go, hur, hur,
1: hur. <laughs> exactly. Like they just don't care. It's good stuff. It, uh, but they fleshed them out, and that's what I really appreciated. They made them great, great characters.
3: And maybe, Tom, he just didn't speak that particular Jawa language. Oh, maybe okay. the Jawas on Tatooine speak different from the Jawas on. Whatever world. I'm
2: told with that. All right. All right, Chris. Well, you know what? Maybe he got Rosetta Stone and he'd been practicing his Tuscan since he <laughs> failed so miserably in season one trying to communicate with the Jawas. He learned his lesson from that. And in between season one and two, while he was on the Razor Crest flying around, he was practicing his Tuscan. We'll go with that theory. Yeah, we'll
1: go
3: with that. One. Well, maybe there's a universal translator like Star Trek. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. There's
0: one on my phone
3: now. All Does right. it translate to Tuscan?
2: It translates yes. to TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> it helps TikTok, him. Tuscan. It helps him to communicate better with eleven-year-old girls.
0: Right.
3: All right, that was just a little creepy.
0: We all know what Dixie and Emilio is doing now. Who? Dixie, Charlie's sister. Oh. Uh. Uh. You talk. Let, let's not talk about your Dixie here on the podcast.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: don't you're mention. Obviously,
0: you're obviously not a Dixie stick, Tom.
2: Don't uh, don't talk about Dixie and eleven year olds in the same sentence. It's uh, fucking weird. Someone's gonna report you.
0: Who are you a fandom of? What? Who are you a fandom of? Uh, on TikTok.
2: I I don't know anybody on TikTok. I'm not a TikTok person. I'm not uh, a. We'll tic- be back on TikTok again. I'm not a TikToker. Is that what they call uh,
1: them? <laughs> TikTokian? No.
2: TikTok, yeah. I don't know how to speak TikTokian. I, I know more Tuscan <laughs> at this point than I do TikTok.
1: I can tell that.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: it's really hurting the podcast. I can speak to moisture evaporators, but I can't speak to TikTok. That's right. I can, I can speak to TikTok. <laughs>
2: All right. As long as you can. That's what's important. At least
0: one of us can.
2: So anybody it's
0: important speak eleven year old girl
3: money. No. <laughs> oh god, that just sounds so fucking weird. Did um, that,
2: did anybody Anybody catch the fact that what was Timothy Oliphant's character's name? Cobb Z- Van- Vantha or Cobb Xantha? What was his name? Cobb something. Cobb Van Zant? No. Cobb Van <laughs> I think it was Cobb Vantha. Anyway, Cobb, the Marshal, was riding around on what appeared to be a pod racer engine that he modified to become, use, use as like a speeder. Did anybody that, else?
1: That, I thought, was. Yeah, I thought it was an engine. Yeah. Thanks for verifying that. At least visually, it looked like yeah, it. Looked and dumb. also, yeah. it's Cobb Vant. It's, yeah, Cobb Vant is yeah. his
2: name. He looked just, it looked just like the engine that Anakin had on his Pod Racer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, Tatooine's a backwater, middle of nowhere world. You can't imagine that they have a lot of trade ships coming in that they got to make do with what they got.
2: Yep. They're yep. just reutilizing the junk.
3: Exactly. You find a wreck pod racer, you stick a seat on it, call it, a, call it a speeder, and get around the world. Fair there enough. I'm sure people have to be very resourceful to live in that planet.
2: Agreed. I'm still trying to figure out why Banthas are covered in fur on a desert planet with two suns.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Why are camels?
2: It's awful. Those poor Banthas.
1: They had to hide the elephants somehow. That's it. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I did like that line that Cobb used... When he got those crystals, when he stole the crystals from the miners, and he said, uh, What do you say? The sun shines on a womp rat's butt <laughs> every now and again, or something like that. Yeah, I
0: mentioned uh, womp rats a lot. Yeah. Well, I think. There were a lot of womp rats. I think. I think
2: womp rats are like the squirrels of Tatooine. They're just everywhere, and everyone knows about them because they're all over the place.
1: They need more T16s.
2: That's it. Skyhoppers. No,
3: yeah, are just a they're just kind of a generic varmint type thing. Yeah, squirrel, like coyote, squirrel. Yeah. nutria, whatever you want to call it.
2: So I, I did like that little comment you made. That was funny. Yeah, it was good. Cobb was good. I liked his character. I think we'll be seeing him again. He's going to... It'll end up being like a quill or a cara or a... Um, <laughs> Grief yeah, I'm glad they didn't Karga. off
1: him. I mean, they could have easily played it and offed him off. Yeah. You know? have,
2: it would have been it it would have been cool for his character arc if he kinda of died a hero like to save the town folk. Uh yeah. if, if he sacrificed like if he was the one who sacrificed himself to blow up the crate dragon instead of the Mando standing there and getting eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have been kind of a cool way to end his story. But yeah, obviously I think they have they have future plans for Cobb, so he survived to make quips oh. on another day.
3: Okay, one bit on there that I think does constitute kind of a deep dive fan service was Cobb shooting the rocket out of the back of the pack.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: but where did he get another rocket? <laughs> Excellent question. I was wondering that too. Yeah, because I was looking for continuity if he had the rocket after that scene, yeah. and he did. He had another rocket, so yeah. maybe yeah. just bought some, you know, on the black market. I just, I
3: just thought it was funny, that nice little throwback to the original, you know, highly valuable at this point, Boba Fett toy with the shooting rocket out the back. Because we never saw Boba Fett actually shoot the rocket.
2: No, we did not.
3: I think we saw Django shoot one out of his armor in
2: episode two,
3: but we never saw Boba Fett shoot an actual rocket in the original trilogy.
2: No. So, no, I yeah, thought... It was, not... That was cool.
3: Although, one other thing. Can we, can we talk about Mandalorian armor for one second, specifically the rocket packs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Mandalorians need to find a Star Wars lawyer to file a class action lawsuit against the manufacturer of the rocket packs
1: because <laughs> if you breathe in the goddamn things, they go off. <laughs> well, well that, that was another nod. That was a he nod. He slapped the yeah. backpack that and was a nod. sent Boba Fett flying, and in this one, he does the same thing.
2: Yeah, he, he sent Cobb flying with the Boba Fett jetpack the way which, Han, Han Solo which did. Which was
1: funny
3: because... I mean, probably just my lawyer brain working, but when that happened, I was like, "These things are fucking defective."
1: <laughs> you know what it might have been uh, as a Mandalorian? He might have known that that specific model will malfunction like that, right? And then knew what to hit.
2: <laughs> well, and Mando, but Mando broke the rocket pack because if you remember when Cobb oh, gave man. him the armor, he said, "Make sure you tell your people I didn't break that," and he, po- oh, he, shit. he pointed, right. and he pointed to the jet pack, So. Mando Mando definitely broke it when he hit it. Yeah, that was pretty awesome that he, he basically did to him what Han Solo did to Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi. I thought that was funny. It was good. It was a good episode. I mean, yeah, it was heavy-handed, and, and I have problems with the fact that he doesn't know about Jedi and that he could speak fluent Tuscanese when he could barely speak Jawa when he needed to. That's some bullshit. I just think that... As a bounty hunter, it would make sense for him to be able to speak all languages, especially of the planets that he frequents. And it would seem to me Tatooine would be a planet he frequented a lot because it seems like it would be a place where someone would want to hide out if they were being sought after. Uh, It's like a backwater world and, you know, who's going to go looking for you on Tatooine? That's why Obi-Wan camped out there. So. Kind of
0: seems like everyone hangs out there, though.
2: Well, everyone, yeah. in, everyone in this particular Star Wars uh, story, these yeah. Star Wars stories, it's it's like the hub of all all the action. Yeah,
0: Where everyone hides. <laughs>
2: but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was a great episode. I think John Favreau gets Star Wars, and he gets what makes Star Wars great. And he definitely well, knows how to make you like a character. I mean there were a lot of Han Solo qualities of that Cobb Vanth character and he you could tell that John Favreau's love of Han Solo came out in that in the way he wrote that character, I think.
3: Although in all fairness, going back to what you said before he was good, but that's kind of the same character that Timothy Timothy Oliphant played in Deadwood and Justified. So sure, he wasn't he wasn't exactly stretching his. No, range.
2: I said it wasn't I mean, heavy he's hitting. Really
3: good at playing the Western lawman. Yeah, it wasn't that heavy hitting
2: did, for him, right?
3: You know, which is kind of funny that we have Timothy Oliphant, who plays a Western lawman, fantastically. He's got the look, he's got the walk, he's got the the voice for it.
2: The cadence. I mean, if there's
3: a dude who's going to be typecast, that's it.
2: Mm-hmm. And we
3: also have Giancarlo Esposito who plays a fantastic, intelligent villain Mm -hmm. in this. So it's like, let's just find all the character actors who play one role really good and put them in here.
1: Right. Which I have no problem with. Oh, yeah, I got no problem with it either. But speaking of, like, Westerns and stuff, I got to say that this episode felt so Western to me, and they did it so well. Mm -hmm. It it just screamed, like, old-fashioned, you know, man with no name, Clint Eastwood, Kind of spaghetti Western, and that really, really came through in this episode to me. Oh. I know that yes, Star Wars is a space Western overall, and a lot of episode one, uh, season one of Mandalorian had some Western type elements, but this one I felt re- with the outpost town and the you know sheriff coming into town ta- or sheriff protecting the town and that kind of thing, it, it did feel very much like a, a great old. Italian spaghetti western. Well, and I, and
2: really I, think that, I think that's why Jon Favreau keeps bringing us back to Tatooine in the Mandalorian series. I think Tatooine, it feels like the lawless west, the wild, wild west, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's easy to get that western feel and tell that western-style story in that setting. I just don't know if we needed him to go back there in episode one <laughs> the second season. It just seemed, seemed fast. To go back well, there. Well, I don't know.
3: What we're ignoring is what happened in the last seconds of the episode. Oh, yeah,
2: and we'll get there. We were just talking oh, about yeah. the oh. episode itself, but if you want, we can fast forward to that. So at the very end, after we've already seen Boba Fett's armor, and I know everyone is thinking, well, holy shit, how did the Jawas come across Boba Fett's armor? Because they traded the armor to Cobb Vanth for the crystals. But how did they obtain it? And, you know, in your mind, you're thinking, well... Maybe the Sarlacc spit out the armor after it ate Boba Fett.
3: Or maybe the Sarlacc died.
2: Maybe Maybe the Sarlacc died from eating Boba Fett.
3: They intimated he said that Sarlaccs can die because remember he said that that it was hiding out in an abandoned Sarlacc hole? And he said, I didn't think a Sarlacc could die, and he said, yeah, they can.
2: Well, he said, "If so, yeah, if they eat some, yeah, something they get that eaten. Right. Yeah,
1: something bigger comes along and eats it. So whatever,
2: apparently yeah. crate Dragons will eat Sarlacc. That's, that's what I'm getting from that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we see at the very end of the episode when the Mando says goodbye to everybody and takes the Boba Fett armor and jumps on his speeder bike and takes off. Uh, they pan over and up on a ridge... Looking out over everything, there is a bald-headed man with what looks like a gaffy stick and, like, a big, long rifle mm-hmm. strapped Tuscan to his Raider, back. Tusken uh, Raider rifle. Yeah, he definitely had yeah. some Tuscan Raider mm-hmm. stuff strapped to his back. And then when he turns around, who is it, Chris Todd?
3: It is Hector... Character, It's Boba Fett or Tamira Morrison.
2: It's Timura Timura Morrison, who of course played Jango Fett in Star Wars Episode 2, uh, Attack of the Clones, and he was also, well, basically he was the model for all the clones. Yep. So, mm-hmm. all the clones have his
1: face. Uh, they did such a good job of Makeuping him out though, I did not realize that that was Tamora Morrison at Mm -hmm. first. Not until I went online and did a, you know, my usual post into research, post episode research, did I find out that yeah, that was him. Yeah. So he was in the credits. Yeah. He looked a little digested.
2: He did. Yeah, he looked
1: like his face was scarred. A
2: little messed up there, and he was bald. Apparently being in a so. Sarlacc will make you lose your hair. So, uh, w- so what I'm guessing, and I'm sure we'll get this story because eventually Boba Fett is going to have his own Disney Plus series, apparently. But I'm guessing what is going to be told is that the Sarlacc regurgitated Boba or Boba somehow climbed out of the Sarlacc and was left for dead in the Dune Sea. And uh, I think Jawa stumbled upon him, much like they did with Cobb Vanth. And they saved his ass which I believe is what happened in the EU novels too, isn't it, Aaron?
1: Yeah, I, you know, there's this one really good story that was set in the EU where late, way later on in life, uh, an o- older Han meets up with uh, apparently an older Boba Fett at some point. And I think they go, they team up, but then I think they go to finally like solve their Feud, and I don't think you actually find out what happens. It might be actually in the Boba Fett, or I mean, the Bounty Hunter standalone book that they released. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I think that they uh, what what they've been doing is they've discounted the whole Legends or EU or whatever, and now they're cherry picking things like Thrawn and a few other things to add back certain it, things that I, they like I, I
2: about like. it. Yeah, 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 right.
1: They have to do it. You know, there's there's so much space of time that they've come up with all these great stories and lore that they have to integrate that, you know? So well, like picking that Boba Fett thing is a, is a good move.
2: Here's the thing. I, my feeling is, and I'm sure this is how Kathleen Kennedy is thinking is they don't want to be held. Uh, you know, they don't want to be held to what was written in the EU. They want to be able to tell the stories they want to tell. Now, if some of those EU stories lend to the stories that they want to tell and create, and those backstories help that, then I think they're going to make it canon, like, like in the case of uh, uh, what you just said. What did you just say? Thrawn. <laughs> Thrawn, thank Thrawn, you. Thrawn, yeah. In the case of Thrawn, bringing him into Rebels. I mean, that lent itself to that story, and so they took that character and used him. And I think you're going to see a lot of that. And I'm, I'm open to that, too, because there are a lot of great characters in the EU,
1: yeah, there's one I don't think we'll ever get. I don't think Shizor. we'll ever get Amara Jade. Oh, Shizor. Oh. No, or was already added in, wasn't he?
2: Mm. If I remember
1: correctly. I, th- um, I think or... his
2: race might have been.
1: Yeah, I don't think him personally was, but the crime they they had the Black Sun in there. Yeah, they, uh, the I think crime the
2: syndicate. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and also in uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Wasn't that...
1: That's, yeah, they were in there too. Or as his chair calls him, Cheezor.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Mara Jade, you'll probably never see either because they make no mention of her in the in the sequels. And yeah, and that would be supposed to be Luke's love interest. So,
3: well, they already. Let's not talk about the sequels. I don't need to get my blood pressure up. But they. I mean, but Ben was Luke's son, not Han and Leia's. In in books. In the books, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There was a whole. There was Jason and Jaina Solo. And Ben. Yeah, they had three kids. They they kinda just merged a bunch of stuff into one and shoved it in as, you know as, No,
3: so we're we're never gonna see Mara Jade because the whole purpose of Mara Jade was to eventually marry Luke Skywalker and now that Luke yeah. is dead in the wussiest way possible, yeah. um there's no point for her, which is unfortunate because she was a great character. You're absolutely right about that, Aaron. Now what they yeah. could
2: do, they could create a Mara Jade like character and just give her a they different could. name. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but, yeah. But here's here's the other thing, and this is dialing it back a little bit to our discussion about the Mandalorian not knowing about the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Does he know who Boba Fett was?
2: Well, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Boba Fett was supposedly this notorious, infamous bounty hunter that everybody knew across the galaxy and everyone feared, mm-hmm. and yet. Here is the Mandalorian who's a bounty hunter, and you're telling me he didn't recognize the Boba Fett armor? He didn't know who Boba Uh, Fett was? He
1: could have, because immediately he's like, give that back to me. He knows that it's Mandalorian armor. He's got to know it's Boba Fett without even having to say it. Like It could be played two ways, Tom. You're right. He could be totally naive. If you think about it, though, the Mandalorian is pretty naive.
2: Yeah, he Um, seems to be.
1: Yeah, he, he comes up across as a neophyte. He's still learning. You know, there's still a lot. He doesn't know he's got to earn his armor. He's got to earn his jetpack. So
2: I want to know might, if they're ever going to explain where this you can't take your helmet off edict came from because that was never a thing.
1: That is just clearly so we don't see Pedro Pascal's face until way later in season one. I think that they put that in there as... A mystery to hype up the fans and then when the reveal came which i think was too early then we would eventually be like oh god yay but yeah i i think they could play it either two ways like he's so naive and he's so still learning that he he knows of boba fett but he doesn't know what boba fett looked like perhaps or he does know and he's just like immediately like give me back that armor because he knows the implications and knows whose it really was
3: Mm. But here's the problem that Star Wars has painted, the corner they've painted themselves into continuity-wise with Mandalorians, because now we have a show called The Mandalorian that has established this whole, you never take your helmet off rule. We go back, go back all the way to the beginning, to episode two, the first time we see Jango Fett, his armor's sitting in a corner. Now, there's been a lot of talk that Jango and therefore Boba weren't actually Mandalorians, but... Then we see in this episode of The Mandalorian how keen that The Mandalorian was to get back Fett's armor, that another person should should not be wearing it. So if Jango wasn't a Mandalorian and he he stole this armor and Fett later stole his own set of armor, Mm -hmm. wouldn't the Mandalorians be out in force trying to get that back? But then you look at Clone Wars, who had basically an entire season, if not more, on Mandalore, where most of them don't wear armor. And the ones that do take their helmet off all the time. Same thing in Rebels. Mm -hmm. The who's her name? Sabine. Sabine, Sabine, yeah. Yeah. Sabine, she takes her helmet off. She's almost never wearing her helmet.
1: I think what it boils down to is that there are various sects and clans of Mandalorians. That's got to be it. And they're, yeah, they're going to write it off like that. They're going to be like, each one has its own rules and its own codes and that's how they're raised you know like you'll do this and you'll well, do that I mean, that's, and, and overall you can do whatever you well, here, want that's the only well, thing that make
2: this. that's the only thing that makes any sense because it's not like John Favreau isn't writing this series with the guy who created the frickin' clone wars i mean dave felini is a co-creator of mandalorian and he he understands the mandalorian lore better than anybody because he helped write and create most of it with the cartoon well, here's,
3: Here's the other problem we have here. And this is maybe this is something they'll explain in the gap between the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian. The Clone Wars establishes that Mandalore is a planet and the expanded universe always had Mandalore as its own, as its own planet with its own government, with its own royalty. It's an established society, very advanced, not some backwoods planet like Tatooine. But if he's saying, I got to go find Mandalorians to help me find the Jedi, why can't he just go to Mandalore? Hmm. What happened to Mandalore? Did they, did the planet get destroyed by the Empire? Because at the end of the Clone Wars, you know, the last couple episodes, Mandalore is just fine. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the planet. So what the hell happened in the past 20 years to basically make an entire planet and an entire, I don't know if they're a race or a population, disappear? Why can't, and nobody's addressing, why don't you just go to Mandalore to talk right. to the Mandalorians? And, and,
2: yeah. and they make it seem like the Mandalorians are all scattered kind of like the Jedi after the Purge when, when Vader went on uh, went after all the Jedi and they all scattered across the galaxy and, and went into hiding. Now it seems like that's what the Mandalorians have done.
1: And maybe yeah. they stood up to the Empire and got their asses kicked. Mm. That's possible. I, I honestly expected that whole end of how they wrapped up Clone Wars... And you see the siege of Mandalore to go the other way. I expected, you know, Mandalore to be torn apart, not physically per se, but the whole population to be scattered and have them, them be subjugated and
2: have them be subju- subjugated to the Imperials. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, even make them more like Jedi, where they, you know, you see some of them flee to wherever, but most of them are wiped out because, like the Jedi, the Mandalorians are these legendary. You know figures in in myth, and uh, you know they're great bounty hunters. They're great warriors. So yeah, like Chris, uh, Chris said, like where where's Mandalore during all this? You know, but hopefully you know, I just, they
3: explain it at some point because yeah. it, because like I said, between the last two episodes of the Clone Wars and this, Mandalore has apparently ceased to exist.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't yeah. really mention it at all. Yeah. That armor. And I want to know how that,
1: other Mandalorians will know. What this? What the child is? You know, like, why, why can't the artificer just say, like, "Hey, you know, like, why does he?" Say, maybe it's part of this quest he has to go on to become a true Mandalorian. I don't know, but that seems a little far fetched to me. But it could play out where, yeah, he needs to like go earn his everything, earn being a and, Mandalorian.
3: And if the artificer knows knows about the legends of the Jedi, shouldn't that person? I wasn't ever sure if it
1: was a man or a woman. I it's think a, it woman. a woman. It is yeah, a woman. Is.
3: Shouldn't, shouldn't she have been old enough to know what happened at the end of the Clone Wars?
1: It could be very much like a Yoda-type figure who's just like, I'm here to give you wisdom, but you got to do all the work on your own. Right, you've you got to figure like, this I'll out. I'll give on you your breadcrumbs. Own. It's up to you to follow the trail.
3: Well, I'm saying a few details couldn't... Wouldn't yeah. Have.
1: Yeah, there, there are in the grand scheme of things, I think they're playing very fast and loose with the lore. I think they're playing very fast and loose with the the rules to try to come up with something that's entertaining. And I I think they're doing a decent job if, like we've discussed, they give us some sort of explanation on some of these things. Which, hopefully
3: they will.
2: What do you think, Money? Money's been quiet. What do you think, Money?
1: Uh, One thing that sucks is
0: that all the spoilers I read, like, Three, four, five months ago were 100% on so i know the entire season as well, far as i'm concerned
2: well don't uh i know i'm not gonna don't spoil it for yeah, the rest don't of us
1: spoil it for us i'm not you gonna spoil just it he, he's, he's good with spoilers he won't he won't tell us but yeah, that not that's gonna cool tell you, but
0: it's just weird that everything that i read was 100% on spot for this episode
2: yeah Ooh, all the, the all the boba the, fett stuff too the,
0: the, yeah everything
3: Apparently, the Disney wall of secrecy wasn't all that. Uh, oh, yeah. isn't Isn't as good as a, it, the, um We
0: talked about it in the last episode. Remember all that mid season crap? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, well, that it was the like, that was because Pedro the folks at
3: Marvel keeps secrets better than the folks at Star Wars.
2: Well, that's yeah. not true. They kept Baby Yoda under wraps uh, last season. No one saw that coming. That was brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they that kept was that, brilliant. But um, as far as this episode so far I knew everything
2: right well I mean I, I imagine it's hard to keep things quiet when there's so much turmoil on the set I guess Pedro Pascal like <laughs> gave him a bunch of shit yeah like
0: we said before and I'm, uh, um, I'm just it's all coming into you know into focus now all the spoilers I've read and uh, I'm afraid everything is gonna come true.
1: Oh
2: no! You're so. af- you're afraid it's going to come true. You let's yeah. no, say anything
1: else.
2: In other Stop. words, the spoilers. Stop. Stop the train! Hold on! I'm just Mew, <laughs> mute. No, yeah, you mute. can you can you can answer my question without giving me specifics. You're saying that the stuff that you read of what's to come is not good. Yes. Really.
1: Okay, that's all we need to say. Wow! should answered. Moving on. <laughs> Uh oh, good
2: times. Well, that's unfortunate because I think they're off to a strong start here.
0: I agree well, as well, but we'll see.
2: We'll see, exactly. I hope so. Hmm.
0: But uh,
1: Baby Yoda was really not the focus of this episode, was he?
2: And that's okay. And,
1: oh. Yeah, I like that. I like he was more set dressing, and so we know he's okay, we know he's there, he gets a few great reactions, and then the rest of the f- the rest of it was focused where it should have been.
0: Yeah, a little bit of comedy here and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. the,
2: the bottom line is the show is called The Mandalorian. It's not called The Child. So, Right. But you have know, you
0: been to yeah. a store lately?
2: No, I understand. Yeah. yeah. But I don't need the show to be all about Baby Yoda, and and I was happy that it wasn't. I no, was I okay agree, with I him.
0: agree 100%. It's just funny
1: how the marketing has landed.
2: I'm okay with yeah. him being an accessory. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, awesome guys. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go.
2: Fair enough. So let's wrap it up. Uh, any quick recommendations you want to give to Not Nation there, Aaron?
1: Yes, I would like to recommend Jackbox Games. During this time of wonderful pandemic, it's and you can't see people or you shouldn't see people for the most part or socially distanced, Log on and play some Jackbox games. Whether you're on your console or PC for Steam. Jackbox games are amazing, they're funny, you can have a ton of people play at one time, and they're just hilarious, so that's and Jackbox games.
2: Where do we find Jackbox games?
1: Well, uh, just search the internet for Jackbox, or if you're on like your Xbox or your PlayStation, you can search the store for Jackbox. Uh, they have packs of uh, five or six games in each pack, and they're all these little mini-games that you can play with people. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers You Don't Know Jack uh, the trivia game that's old school. But since then the company has made all these other fun kind of party games for people. And all you need is your phone to play. So, yeah. And, uh, we play them over zoom. Somebody will host, put it on the, you know, share their screen. And then everyone just logs on with their phone and hilarity ensues.
2: Oh, very cool. All right. So Jackbox games. We'll check that out. Well, Aaron, thanks for coming on. I'm going to let you go. We're going to finish up and, uh, okay. Thanks. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on and helping out and giving us your impressions on Mandalorian. And I'm sure we'll have you on again probably when we wrap it all up and finish the season. We'll have you on for a wrap up show.
1: That would be great. And I will definitely keep track of all my notes for this season and my likes and dislikes. And uh, hopefully, uh, it keeps wowing us because I, I like the direction they're going. So, all right. but thanks for having me on, guys. And I'll talk to you later. All right,
2: Aaron. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. See ya. All right, money. Now you've got me intrigued. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie.
3: No spoilers.
2: I know, but
3: no future spoilers.
2: I just want to know: is what you're referring to Mm -hmm. directly influenced by this Pedro Pascal bullshit that is apparently going on behind the scenes?
0: It seems so 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 far. What'd you say? It seems so
3: far.
2: What did Chris say?
3: I said, you're tap dancing with the devil here, Tom.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just
0: saying that everything I've read this episode, what I've read for spoilers was dead on with this episode. So it was hundred percent accurate. So if the future stuff I've read is true, then, you know, we're in trouble.
2: Or, or it could be cool. I or, don't know. Or more specifically, the character of Din Jaren is in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to go there.
3: Uh, well, we got, what do we got eight, nine more weeks. How many yeah, episodes? It's that, eight,
2: it's eight episodes. So we have seven you know, more weeks. Yeah, and We have seven more eight, weeks to figure it out.
0: And the same guy who spoiled everything for this episode was so dead on. Um, I'm, I'm just worried. So we'll see what happens. I so mean, you hopefully think it's this awesome.
2: guy has already seen all the shows as though <laughs>
0: well, he's seen the scripts.
2: Ah. You know what
0: I'm saying?
2: Mm. We'll see. We'll
0: see. see what happens. I well, mean, I don't Can I
2: ask? It, I'm just curious. Just just curious. I've I've always wanted to know cuz Joey does this. Joey from So Wizard is the same way. Why is it that you guys read these spoilers? Why, why don't you avoid them? What why do you want to know? I
0: can't help it.
2: I don't get it. Joey says it's the like, same thing. You
0: know, you know when you drive by an accident on a highway?
2: Yes, I do it all the time. I'm a truck driver.
0: Do you slow down to look at the accident, or do you speed right past it?
2: Well, I slow down and, and look, and yeah, but an accident is not the same thing as a spoiler for a television show or a movie that I want to enjoy and be surprised when I see it for the first time.
0: I feel yes, time doesn't way. go around. Go around driving around looking for accidents
2: that's to right. drive by. I I it's not how I way. get my I just, kicks.
0: I see it in front of me, and I have to look at it. You
2: can't look away. Right. Uh, that's too bad, man. Because it's the...
0: right there in front of me. I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't. Money.
3: You know what the secret to fixing that problem is? No. Don't have it in front of you.
2: Right. Well, Joey did the same thing with episode nine. He read the spoilers for all, and that ended up all being true, and he ruins the movie for himself.
0: Oh, I know. I read the entire spoilers, probably the same one that Joey did.
2: (laughs) I don't know. I I guess I just don't understand why you'd do that to yourself and deprive yourself of that enjoyment, you know.
0: I just can't help it because it's right in front of me and I see it and I'm like, I have to read it. Stop looking for it. (laughs) I don't really look for it though. It just comes up in like my feeds, you know?
2: look away. get new
3: feeds. My feeds don't have constant, this is what's going to happen in The Mandalorian. This, and I read a
0: lot of the same stuff you do.
3: <laughs> right, we're looking so, at nerd I
2: websites. I don't know. Well, I just
0: can't help it.
3: Just right. taking the joy out of it for you, buddy. Yeah.
0: Like Matt Hardy would say, it's an addiction.
2: Addiction.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, when you see those things, you need to delete them. Uh, Yeah,
0: but I don't tell you guys about him.
2: Well, I appreciate Good that. Point. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that young Boba Fett shows up in the alternate time. Ver- oh, wait. No, nope. no. Nope. Stop. stop.
2: stop, So ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I can't believe that was Jango Fett we saw. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Sorry. Well, don't forget Boba <laughs> Fett. It can't be Jango. He no, doesn't have
2: a head. He's a pure. He, you now, Boba Fett was the only pure clone of Jango. So, of course, he's going to look just like his father. No, I know. Now here's yes, my question: would Literally, do, be
3: the definition of a clone.
2: Do you think George Lucas is pissed off that they've brought Boba Fett back officially now in canon?
0: No, I think he's happy.
2: Really? No. Yeah. Because I think he killed him intentionally. I think there was a. I I think he didn't like that character, and he didn't like how popular it was, and that's why he killed him off that way in Return of the Jedi. I think so that was why intentional. Why do bring him back as a kid? Well, that was to tell the story in the in the prequels and to set up the fact that, you know, Boba F- the clones are all Boba Fett clones.
0: Well, he didn't have Tom, to do any of that if he hated the character.
2: I suppose.
3: Tom, if I was going to put money <clears throat> on whether George Lucas was upset about Boba Fett coming back, I would say he wasn't. For the simple fact of the matter is that Lucasfilm, prior to Disney buying it, had to sign off on every single novel comic book. Graphic novel, etc., that was released. So he was okay with signing off with bringing back Boba Fett in the books long before he ever knew there were going to there's going to be a sequel trilogy.
2: Yeah, that, so that, that's a good point. This,
3: so I can't see how he could take any sort of moral high ground with them bringing bringing it back now.
0: And don't forget, there was going to be a Boba Fett movie at one point.
3: Oh, well, that was Disney. post Lucas,
2: I, I think I think there's going to be a Boba Fett Disney Plus series. I don't think there'll yeah. be a movie, but I think he's going to get his own show now on Disney. He was going to come back eventually. Yeah. there's no way about it. Right. You know? so. And you know what would be cool is if they do a Boba Fett Disney Plus series. It would be kind of cool if they told individual stories of him, like doing his bounty hunting, and and it was and it took place over time. And they actually got the that young actor who played him as a kid to come back and play like a teenage Boba Fett or a, a young adult Boba Fett and, in some of these uh, episodes. That would be kind of fun.
3: You know he'd be, what,
2: 15, 16 years older now? Yeah, he'd probably be in his late 20s.
3: Yeah, so, that yeah. Episode, no, actually, 2002 was when Attack of the Clones came out. So this is, we're eight, I mean, physically eight, you know, chronologically 18 years, so he's like in his How old 30s he's now. 10, 12 years old. Yeah, he's probably he's in his early
2: 30s. Yeah, at this he's point. probably 30s. Never mind, then that won't work. <laughs> They'll just have to de age to Morrison if they do a younger version.
0: I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't know.
2: Well, why don't we wrap up with some recommendations, Christopher Todd? Anything you want to recommend to the knotheads out there?
3: Yes, leaving a galaxy far, far away to a galaxy right in our backyards, I would recommend Star Trek Discovery and CBS All Access. We're three weeks into the third season, and if you like the first two, you're gonna like this one. Tom? Money? I'm here. Where the hell did Tom go?
0: I don't know. Jesus, did he get booted off too? I don't know. It's funny though.
3: Yeah, we didn't,
0: so. we, didn't uh, we didn't mention your birthday uh, dinner yet.
3: Well, well, we're waiting for come back, assuming things are still being
0: recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we had Hello. a great time. Uh, me, Lily. Hello. Uh, hey, Tom. there's Tom.
2: I had hey, to run Tom. to the bathroom real quick. So, Chris, you did your recommendation? Jesus
3: Christ! Yes, I did.
2: <laughs> Money. And we were
3: just actually while we were filling in the gap. We were just actually, I. You know what? Another recommendation. All right. If you find yourself in downtown Springfield, Massachusetts, USA, Milky Way, whatever. Earth, Earth, Milky, Earth Milky, way. Milky Way. And you feel like some good barbecue, I recommend Theodore's Booze, Blues, and Barbecue.
2: Yep. I had can the attest to that. Pleasure
3: of spending my birthday there with Money and Lily and Eric.
2: Thanks for the invite, by the way.
3: Yeah, no problem. And uh, he goes, Money's playing. You know him. And uh, had a spectacular night. It was a very good time, good food, good people. So if you're down there, I highly recommend that.
2: I used to work there, and I can tell you that place is great. Well, I mean, I Although, don't know it's still great. It was great when I worked there. I'm sure it's and still And it's great.
3: actually going to get a little greater, Tom, because you worked in the kitchen, right?
2: I did. I was a line cook. They
3: are they, starting pretty soon. They're actually rebuilding the entire kitchen and making it run the full length of the back of the restaurant.
2: Oh, wow. They're moving, yeah. moving the bathrooms then.
3: Yeah, the back bathrooms are getting taken out. That's going to be all. Not the not the main bathrooms. The behind the pool tables. Mm-hmm. They're literally doubling the size of the kitchen. Oh wow! Which, if you as you remember, is
2: absolutely it's tiny for the tiny. volume of business. It's, r- it's ridiculously tiny. There used to Although, be there used to be like four or five of us back there behind the line, and we would be tripping over each other trying to fucking get shit done. I love Keith and Keith, the two owners, but yeah, that's long overdue. They should have rehauled that kitchen a long time ago. And Emily,
3: the head chef, is speaking to her about it, is thrilled to the stars. I can imagine getting all this extra room to work in.
2: Absolutely. Just for prep reasons. I mean, we used to have to prep stuff down in the basement because there was no room upstairs. But anyway, Not Nation doesn't need to hear about that.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, so thank you to. Lily and Eric, for coming out to my birthday. I'm sure they'll both be listening to this.
0: And obviously.
3: Obviously. And uh, one last thing, it's not a recommendation, but unfortunately, this is becoming a regular feature on these podcasts, is our In Memoriam section. Oh, Um, yeah. We've lost, right after our last podcast, uh, Eddie Van Halen. Yes. Guitar God, rock legend. Yep. uh, Passed away from... I believe it was cancer, some form of cancer. I'm not sure exactly what what um, throat,
2: throat cancer, throat
3: cancer. Sick. What was he 63? I believe
2: he was too young,
3: too young. And uh, shortly, and just yesterday, we learned that acting legend, the original James Bond, Sean Connery,
2: also the father years, of Indiana Jones.
3: Ah, uh, yes. One of the, you know what, you know how you knew Sean Connery's greatness as an actor because James Bond, Scottish accent. Russian sub captain, Scottish accent. Indiana Jones's father from <laughs> the, from the American West, Scottish accent. Scottish accent. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond playing a Japanese guy, Scottish accent. <laughs> Highlander from Belgium, Scottish or no, he was Spanish, Scottish accent, yeah. and he was all the time.
2: <laughs> he was. I great. Mean, he hasn't
3: made a movie in years, but my God, he what a ma- What a catalog of films that man had. Legend he was
2: yeah he was an acting legend no doubt
3: and one of the best parodied people on saturday night live
2: absolutely daryl hammond made a career making fun of him in those jeopardy your mother's, episodes. Your
3: mother's a whore trebek
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right money what would you like to recommend to not nation
0: i'll recommend theodore's as well uh what a great time for chris's birthday uh, Lily, again, my thanks, buddy Eric. thanks,
2: thanks for the invite.
0: <laughs> like you would have made it.
2: I would have tried.
0: Okay, I'll also recommend. Well, if you didn't uh, do it
2: on a weeknight, I could have came. Well,
0: his I, his birthday was Monday.
2: Yeah, well, if you did it on a Sunday night, I could have went.
0: He wanted to go on his birthday.
2: Well, there you go. Then I guess it was he didn't want his birthday. I guess he didn't want me there. Fair enough. Uh-oh.
0: It's not that he didn't want you there. He wanted to go on his birthday for his it's birthday. Fine. It's fine. Okay.
2: You didn't invite Derek either. It's fine. We understand where uh, we, we get where we stand with you guys. Um,
0: no, we didn't invite Derek <laughs> for many reasons. <clears> oh. <throat> We're at two on Amazon Prime. You that was hilarious.
2: son of a bitch. That was going to be my recommendation. <laughs>
0: Are you
3: serious?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll come up with another one.
0: You, you want to this
3: windstorm that I'm getting at your yeah. places?
2: Oh, yeah. Windy as fuck. I said to
3: run outside and bring my flagpole,
0: and it yeah. literally just bent it in half.
2: Yeah. Have seen
0: the, uh, the things on my TV on the scroll? Yeah. The wind advisory?
2: Yeah, it's bad. It's windy as hell right here.
0: Whatever. I'm in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as safe as can be. I'm in my hole. That's right. Tornado
3: safe. Sorry about that.
0: But... So, what'd you think of Borat, uh, Tom?
2: Thought it was hilarious.
0: Yeah. Better. Worse than the original?
2: Or? No, it wasn't as good as the original. The original. I no, can't top that. Nah. Plus, no one knew who he was. This one, everyone was recognizing him. You know. And that was funny too. That though. was funny. Hey, Borat. Hey, Borat. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. You know, Penis. Mr. Yeah, Penis. Yeah. You, you. just. You can't. You can't do that. The same thing. You can't get away with it twice. But it was funny because it caused him to <laughs> to dress up in other bad <laughs> disguises. Like, to disguise the fact that he was Borat, and that in itself was the joke. That was really funny.
0: Yeah, it was great. And his daughter was awesome.
2: Yeah, she was good. There's no yeah. way she's 15, but she was good. Obviously. And everyone giving Rudy Giuliani shit because, you know, they think he thought she was 15. Get out of here. Oh, she, she was not 15. She didn't portray herself to be 15. She was nope. portraying herself to be a journalist. Right. And... And she doesn't look fifteen, so there's no way Rudy Giuliani did anything to a minor. And everyone who's saying that needs to just shut the fuck up. Now the whole thing is just a big in joke. Rudy Giuliani is a dirty old man, but he's not—he's <laughs> not a pedophile. So let's, he's probably on TikTok. We'll cut him some slack. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, it was hilarious. And uh, well, Sasha Baron Cohen, man, he's got. Giant brass balls, doesn't he? I mean, <laughs> some of the shit he does and gets away with—it's ridiculous.
0: I enjoyed how timely it was.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, that was definitely a big fuck you to the current administration. <laughs> In the corona. And the corona. Corona time. Corona time. That's it.
0: You're gonna get a COVID.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right, well, my recommendation was you watch Borat, subsequent movie, film. That's, that's <laughs> the title. And also, I will recommend The Haunting at Bly Manor, of, of Bly Manor on Netflix. If you, especially with, you know, it was just Halloween, you're looking for something spooky to watch, check out The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's by the same people that did The Haunting of Hill House, which I think is brilliant. That's one of my favorites. And this is by the same people, and it's got a lot of the same actors. It's not a sequel. It's kind of like American Horror Story. They use all the same actors, but they tell different stories every season. That's what this is. And uh, it was good. It's not as great as The Hill House, but it's still worth a watch. So check it out. It's got some good jump, jump scare moments, if you like to be scared. And that's it. That's all I got. So...
3: Oh! November 13th, season eight of The Blacklist starts.
2: There you go. How have they been able to film with coronavirus?
3: I don't know. Maybe this whole season will be animated.
2: <laughs> oh, that I mean, you'll love that. They're to
0: film uh, Spider-Man 3.
2: Interesting. You
0: know, stuff is starting to get filmed. Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
3: But it just popped up in my DVR yesterday, so I f- saw it for the first time. So,
0: yep.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: Huh. And if you haven't seen uh, Alita Battle Angel*, that's coming back from theaters, right about now.
2: Nice. I wonder if they're trying to uh, get some interest going so they can make a sequel to that.
0: That's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go check it out. Five bucks. How can you go wrong?
2: Right. That's the price is right. <laughs> cool. All Let right. Let me know, boys. money.
3: I could probably be down for that if Here I. we go. If you're going to time. No, I'm sure
2: go. you'll get the invite. <laughs> I won't.
0: Uh well I'll I'll invite Lily and Eric. Works for me. All right. Maybe Dilly John.
2: Well fuck you up. <laughs> fuck you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I would uh like to wish a belated birthday to my lovely wife, Mrs. Bo. And yeah belated well, birthday to
3: get about me three times in one episode
2: i, I was just gonna say belated birthday <laughs> to you christopher todd hey i'm the one who posted on the not another nerdy facebook page when it was your birthday and told her thank to you wish
3: tom i do birthday. i appreciate that and i appreciate all the kind words from that nation
2: yes you are loved for some reason <laughs> <laughs> all right boys well i thought this was a great episode thanks again to aaron wood for throwing in his 10 cents he was not as negative about this as I expected him to be. I figured he really came down on the first season of Mandalorian. He was very disappointed by that. And I was expecting a little bit more. I think I gave up more contrarian viewpoints than him. I think I, I
0: I, I just kind of muted and went off in the distance.
2: Yeah. I I think I had more problems with it than he did.
0: I thought he was going to like hate it so much. So I just, like I said, I just went off (laughs) in the other room. I didn't, I, I didn't want to fight with him. He's a good guy.
2: Yeah, no, he so, uh, he liked it. He he yeah. likes where it's headed. But according was, to you, he's not gonna like where it's heading. <laughs> well,
0: no, he's he's not. He's gonna hate it. But yeah. I just I was I was surprised. So that's why I didn't really talk a lot during when he was on. <laughs> I didn't want to fight with him because he's a good guy. Right. And I was surprised that he didn't hate it. You
2: yeah. Know? No, I definitely expected him to yeah. find more problems with it. So
0: I mean, I was I was listening in and I'm like, "Oh my god, he doesn't hate it. What am I going to do?"
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I I didn't want to just say, "Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right." So <laughs> I didn't want to He he was good. He's a great guy.
2: So are we time. excited that Boba Fett's back in the Star Wars universe or what?
0: Oh yeah. Very excited. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's going to take over uh, midway through season one. Oh, wait.
2: Hey, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess that Sabine Wren is going to take over. That's what I find.
3: All right. Now, no. I think it's time to wrap this up before money gives away something real.
2: I think that's what's going to happen. If they're the only ru-
0: problem is that she's played by Sasha Banks, who is like the current women's champion. So.
2: Well, I'm sure if she can get a full-time gig being the star of The Mandalorian, she will gladly yeah, give up that. I'm sure Vince,
0: Vince will uh, let her go.
2: Yeah, I would hope so.
0: It's eight episodes. How much so get her, uh, the- her ankle will be hurt for a couple months.
2: It's eight episodes, but it takes a few months to record or to film those eight episodes, Christopher.
3: I know, but she's not in all of them, obviously.
2: Well, but I'm if saying if over- she takes over as The Mandalorian, she will be.
3: Listen, I'm sure she'll have plenty of time to film everything. I mean, let's just go with Giancarlo Esposito, who's on, like, what, 12 TV shows?
2: <laughs> yep.
3: Whenever the hell Better Call Saul comes back, because, God damn it, I love that show.
2: Yeah, it's good. All right. Well, thank you, boys. I uh, look forward to recording with you again, hopefully sooner than later. And until then, on behalf of my magical and metal co-hosts, Mr. Christopher Todd. I don't even know who I am anymore. Neither do I. And our special guest, Mr. Aaron Wood. And of course, the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money.
0: Jar Jar Binks will be taking over the Mandalorian for the second half of season two.
2: (laughs) As a Jedi. I can't wait for that. That's going to be outstanding.
0: Or
2: a Sith. <laughs> I think if, if that was if that was the case, that would be when it's time to let Kathleen Kennedy go. She would need to get that out of this film. My name is Tom Van Zandt. This has been episode number eighty of Not Another Nerdy Podcast. Look at that, we made it into the eighties, guys! Thanks for listening. Until next time, everyone, be safe out there. Wear your masks and bye bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well done.